and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I am joined by two of my dearest friends, Michelle Bensinger and Heather Kim. This podcast is born out of our friendship of sharing all kinds of things together, our walk with Christ, our insights, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. If you're looking for a place to belong, grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. If our podcast has blessed you, would you please consider financially supporting Abiding Together via Patreon? Patreon is a website where people can make donations to help keep the podcast going. And now that we at Abiding Together have an independent platform, we have a number of costs that go into creating the podcast and the high-quality content we offer, such as our website, design, tech support, staff, and other elements. Having an independent platform also allows us to explore and create new content for all of our listeners to enjoy, so thank you so much to all of you who are already donors. When you donate through our page on Patreon, you are able to donate any amount, $1 a month, $5 a month, $500 a month, or just a one-time offering. Abiding Together is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization, and donations are tax-deductible. So would you please prayerfully consider giving to Abiding Together? If you donate $15 or more per month, you become a tribe member and you will receive a short individual video from Michelle, Heather, and I each month about a variety of topics. You can see all of the information on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. So consider becoming a supporting member today and help us further the work of the Holy Spirit moving in and through this community. Together, we can do amazing things. We are so grateful for your support, and may God bless you. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Abiding Together. And what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about how do you walk with people who are in a hard season? How do you accompany somebody? How do you make space for them? How do you, yeah, how do you minister? How do you love somebody well when they're in a hard season? And so... Um, but before we talk about that, as we usually do, you know what? We're not going to talk about the weather this time. We've, <laughs> we've been totally called out that we're old ladies and we talk about the weather. So I just want to throw this out there for this is very important. Yeah, to and talk this about. is not a knock on old ladies. <laughs> okay. Because we're old. That's fine. We, I think we should merit, as Heather and Michelle check in, I just think we should talk about the debate that happened in our convent over bread, like bread, like hot, hot bread versus toast. Like where do you draw the line? Like what becomes toast and what has become hot bread? Because everybody has very strong opinions about that. And I just hot wanted bread to say is that a thing I've never even heard. Yeah. Of thank you, Heather. Can you just talk about that from the Pacific Northwest? All right. Since we're not going to talk about how cold it is there and nice anyway. Um, I mean, I think if you're going to use a toaster, let it do its job. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't you just eat a piece of bread? It's hot. Okay. No, I I'm toast, toast all the way. I didn't even know this was a thing. Michelle? Like hot bread just sounds like, ew, kind of soggy. I'm not weighing in on this conversation because I'm not eating bread right now. So I'm just not even going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, Girl, but in the past, like in the past, would do you, would, are you doing hot bread? Or are you doing like toasted up? Are you like, oh my gosh, you just burned that. But they're like, no, it's called toast. You're like, no, I want hot bread. But you don't even realize it. I, you do toast in the morning. And so you just put in a toaster, push a little button down and you're good mm-hmm. to go, girl. So mm-hmm. Michelle likes a toast and a dippy egg. I, I do. Know. Like a, <laughs> from many, many mornings uh-huh. spent with her. What's a, what's a dippy egg? <laughs> For those of y'all that don't know what a dippy egg is, it means a fried egg over easy but it's called we call it dippy egg so there you go is that a southern thing 
I don't know. I think it's just a Michelle I've thing. Never, I don't even know. <laughs> I think it's a Michelle thing. It's over easy, sister. That's what it is <laughs> for the rest of the, the rest universe. Of <laughs> I have my own language. <laughs> it's okay. We love you. Well, we know. <laughs> Davinia. We know, Michelle. It's Wait, one of our favorite I, things about you. <laughs> it is. I was thinking about it. If y'all have not watched the Tolkien movie, you need to go watch the Tolkien movie. Oh, it's really about his life. It is amazing. I, 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 but, ugly cried. It's really good. Seriously. But when he was talking in his own elfish language i'm like i need to do that i need to make up my own language there you go way to go tolkien i knew i loved you so there you go and so so for those that you know let's progress over the dippy egg and mm-hmm. you know how are you this morning sister is that the great mm-hmm. debate of your life mm-hmm. is toast or warm bread it is. It was. It was a debate that broke out in the convent. If you want to know what happens in the convent, that's what happens, y'all. That's Friday night at the convent. The debate over <laughs> Woo! toast Woo! versus hot bread. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I think far more interesting than that. I know that's really an interesting topic. But Heather, could you just tell? You just finished uh, the men's retreat with your husband Jake. And could you just tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. that? And just for all the women who sent their men to that, and just we would love to hear kind of a little recap of that. Could you share that with us? Sure. Yeah. So part of the ministry that my husband and I do, we host a men's retreat and a women's retreat every year. And so we just finished his men's retreat, which is up at Rockridge Canyon in British Columbia. It's a beautiful location um, in the mountains and just absolutely gorgeous setting to encounter God. And I was pondering a lot of that, you know, just being away and taking time to get into beauty and, you know, receive just even in that, like how rare that is, how rare an opportunity, Mm -hmm. but we had 300 men gather and there's something powerful about 300 men in a room, especially singing together. That was mm-hmm. just a beautiful thing to, um, to, to witness. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was an extremely powerful weekend. We had father Joe Fitz with us, uh, father Joe Fitzgerald, which is a good friend of Chris and Michelle's up here with us. And he was amazing. And, um, there was a lot of breakthrough and a lot of powerful encounters with God and, it was an absolute privilege to witness, you know, mm-hmm. just felt like a privilege to be there and see what God was doing in the hearts of these men. It was encouraging and inspiring in the ch- for the church, you know. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, was awesome. I wonder if I know some of the men that were there are actually listen to our podcast. I wonder if they would, if they're on the yeah. private Facebook book, gentlemen, if you'd be willing to share a bit about your experience, we would love as the ladies, we'd love to hear about that, your personal experience of that. Yeah, totally. And it was great to meet mm-hmm. them. Great to hang out and no, just touch mm-hmm. base with people. Amen. So. Amen. Well, let's see. Let's dive into our topic um, this week because this is a great topic. And I think all of us in our life have been in hard places. We've been in hard seasons and we've also walked with people who are in hard seasons. And I think there's many kind of uh, reactions to that and many ways sometimes we want to manage or we're afraid of suffering of others and we kind of want to make things well. But how do we really, I mean, in one of the ways you can ask yourself is like, how do you want to be walked with in a hard season? But one of the things that, you know, it's like, how do you love somebody well? How do you be best for somebody. So the quote we're going to use is from the wonderful, beautiful uh, man, Jean Vanier, uh, from his work on community and growth, where he says this, he says, I am struck by how sharing our weakness and difficulties is more nourishing to others than sharing our qualities and successes. Okay. And I was just talking to somebody this weekend and they were saying, you know, when people share their strengths and their successes, we admire them and we admire that. And we admire like the things we admire in other people, but when they're willing to share their vulnerabilities and their weaknesses is that's when we become intimate with them, right? That's when we share intimacy. So Michelle, you were the one that actually suggested this topic. So you want to kind of kick us off about your heart for this and kind of, um, where you see this playing out in your own life and in the lives of so many people that you journey with. 
Yeah, I was just wondering because I think to be invited into the hard places of people's life is like sacred, holy ground. And it's a sacred space and it's a sacred thing. But there's no um, rule book. There is no manual how to do that. And some of the times is we feel like we're imposing. And take, for instance, like whether it's a bad breakup or an engagement, or it could be just um, not something as life shattering as that. Like friends of ours just miscarried and lost a child. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple of people call me, they're like, what do you do? Like, do we go over there? Do we not go over there? How do you respond? And I think the first thing is like you, I think it depends on where you are in that friendship, in that relationship, you know, um, like where, you know, if you're really close, if you're not, but what you do is show up in simple ways, you know, like not be imposing when you show up, but you show up in simple ways, you know, like you send an invitation, you extend an invitation. I would love, I'm here. I would love to hear what's going on in your heart. I would love just to sit down and talk with you. You make time and you make space. Um, I love it. It's a friend of ours, um, a group of moms that live in this town. They have all lost children from tragic accidents. And there's a group of them and we were laughing. Someone says, well, when you guys get together, we hate to see you come, you know, because they look and they always laugh. They said, when another family loses a child, we come with a big baskets of paper products. And they're like, because you're always going to need paper products, like people that are coming to visit your house and we bring lots of Kleenex and we bring lots of things. And then they said, and we always bring a tree. So there's something to plant and do so that, you know, there's new life and to come. And then we make sure as a group of women that we call that mother, you know, two months out, six months out, three, but we call the anniversary of their death because so they said one of the worst things of losing a child is that other people will forget that child. And so we make sure that we remember. Mm. So how is like, I think the question is, is how is the Holy Spirit inviting us, you, me, to intentionally lean into someone's sacred space in the hard, you know? And so what would you say, Heather? Yeah, I think about this topic a lot, like in accompaniment, that's something that my husband Jake and I do quite a bit and and it's an important part of our ministry. And I think we can't ever underestimate the gift of presence. Like it is an incredible mm-hmm. gift to just be present to people in their weakness. But mm-hmm. to just go to the beginning part, I, I think it takes uh, taking community to a different level. We have to be willing to be vulnerable with each other. You know, we always joke around mm-hmm. about how when we go to mass, you know, people are like, how are you? You're like, good busy, good, you know, and we have this like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this strange false mask that we put on sometimes when we're in settings like that. And I'm not saying that the foyer of your church is a place where you need to dump your whole story, but maybe it is. Um, And maybe we just need to start there by being a little bit more vulnerable. How are you? You know, well, it's been a tough week. And then it's, it, then it Mm -hmm. leads to, you want to get together and chat about that? I'd love to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. I think on behalf of the listener, we have to be be willing to hear an answer to that question. You know, sometimes I feel like people ask, how are you? They don't really want to know. <laughs> You're like, actually, and you see the look yeah. on their face like, oh, crap, I was just wanting you to say good, busy, but good. <laughs> just wanted mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. pat answer, not the real answer. So as a listener, we need to actually listen, like to listen with compassion mm-hmm to what is going on with someone, to look at their face, to see their expressions, because somebody might say, I'm good, but they have like a sigh and like a hesitation. It's like being attentive to what, to the heart of the person. This is a person in front of you. And if you want to ask questions like that, you got to be ready for an answer and then be willing to go to the next level. Um, So I think one, yeah, be present as a listener, 
be lead with vulnerability. You know, that was the best thing about Paul in the Bible. Like he boasted of his weakness. He led with weakness and vulnerability. So we have to model Mm -hmm. that with each other. Like if you want people to be vulnerable with you, you have to be willing to be vulnerable as well. And like I said, it doesn't mean like throwing out your whole entire story of what's going on. There's appropriate places for that. Uh, But it does mean that we can open up a little bit and lead the way with that. And the gift of presence is something that I I really do believe we underestimate. Mm -hmm. Most people feel very isolated and alone in their pain or their suffering. And to have someone just willing to be there with them, not fix Mm -hmm. it, not give advice. You know, like there's a lot of things that, that there's no advice that you can give. There is no answer or a fixer, you know, that, that can come in and change Mm -hmm. the situation, but to be there with someone. I remember when I was going through a really hard time with anxiety and depression, it was something new for me. It just came out of nowhere. Seemingly I, I didn't have experience with it. I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to process it. And the hardest thing was that there was no one just willing to be with me during the day, you know, mm-hmm. just sometimes just to come by and just be there. Not, I don't want to talk about it necessarily, um, but it would have been very helpful. And the times that that did happen where someone was just able to offer presence to me, it was very comforting because I felt like they could see me and they weren't repelled by my weakness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they could, they were willing to be there with me. And there's something incredibly healing about that. When you're saying to someone through your presence, not your words, I'm willing to stand here with you and I'm not repulsed or repelled by your weakness or your, your situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to turn away because I feel awkward and I don't know what to say. I'm just going to be here with you. I, I think we can't underestimate that. Yeah. What mm. about you, sister? Mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, so much of what you both have said, and I think that's true. And I think that the, um, the gift of presence, as you both are saying, is something that is priceless. And that really ultimately is what all of us want. You know, I, I joke around and I say this a lot, but most, you know, surprisingly enough, most people don't want our unsolicited advice, you know? And I think to really be present to other people is challenges us because it challenges our own interior world and kind of how we come across and, and many times we want to be the one who rescues, right? Or the one who saves or the one who has just the right answer. Or, you know, um, we want just kind of all these different things versus, you know, sitting just to sit with somebody and to allow their sorrow to break open your own heart mm-hmm. and just to be willing to journey with them and not to try to, you know, make it better in a sense of like trying to the, the platitudinous answers or like, oh, here's what God's teaching you. Like um, just to sit with somebody and just to say, I love you. And I'm willing to hear whatever you want to share. Mm-hmm. And if you want to share that, you're welcome to say it. And you can say it over and over and over and over again. You're welcome to do that. But I want you to know also that if you don't want to share it all, I'm still going to be here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to be here. I'm just going to love you. And you you just get to be however you are. And I just want to bless you. Like I just want to, you to know that you're loved and that you're seen and that you're not forgotten, that you're not a freak. Many times when we're having a hard season, it triggers a lot of guilt and shame mm-hmm. within us. And so, um, having somebody just come into our space that we trust, that will just sit there and just love us. Uh, it just dispels so much shame in our own soul of like all the places we think, Oh, I should get it together. I shouldn't Mm -hmm. be struggling with this. Um, and somebody to ask the questions of like, you know, how are you really doing? Or, you know, what is that like for you? Or, you know, what has this experience been like? Or, you know, what does it feel like? What do you feel in your body? Like just people that love us can, you know, just draw that out of us. And it just 
transforms our whole journey and they're willing to sit there with us. And so I think for us to do that, really have to know ourselves and be willing to venture into our own sorrowful mysteries because many times we can't hold the sorrowful mysteries of others because we're not willing to hold our own. So it just, we have to allow Christ to come and transform us so that we can stand at the foot of other people's crosses and, but be not be ashamed of their nakedness because we're there naked too, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. There's a beautiful section in, uh, Evangelii Gaudium, where Pope Francis talks mm-hmm. about accompaniment. So if somebody wants to look further into this a little bit, it's 169 to 173. And there's just one part here that I thought was beautiful. He said, in a culture paradoxically suffering from anonymity and at the same time obsessed with the details of other people's lives, shamelessly mm. given over to morbid curiosity, the church must look more closely and sympathetically at others whenever necessary. In our world, ordained ministers and other pastoral workers, and you and I, I would throw in there, uh, can make present the fragrance of Christ's closeness and his personal gaze. The church will have to initiate everyone, priest, religious, and laity, into this art of accompaniment, which teaches us to remove our sandals before the sacred ground of others. Mm, Isn't that beautiful? It is sacred, yep. Mm. It is beautiful. And it was interesting. Uh, one of my children is reading The Little Prince right now, the children's oh, book. And I love hmm. that. And with The Little Prince and he comes down and he wants to become friends with the fox. And the fox says, but you have to tame me. And he said, how do you tame me? And he's like, you just sit in my presence, but don't come close. You have to sit far mm-hmm. away. And then you can get closer and closer and closer until I learn to trust you. And then mm. we can be friends. And I just, I was like, there's so much wisdom so in little kids' books. Mm-hmm. Like, trust the process. And there's, like, this intimacy does not happen um, quickly. It is a building block. You know, we are not saying, like, to give, like, blanket trust, like, to everyone. Like, you extend trust. You extend mm-hmm. the invitation. And it builds. As you share parts of your heart, it, it builds upon, builds upon, builds upon. And um, But you're just there, and you sit with them. And then you come a little mm-hmm. bit closer and a little bit closer and a little bit closer. But I was thinking about it this morning where— was thinking about the topic before we talked and I was like there's something about accompaniment and there's something about walking with people in hard places what you reference sister the women at the cross like I think Mm -hmm. about the women at the cross a lot like Mm -hmm. what was it look like to be the women at the cross and stand at Jesus' feet that is like probably one of my this always makes me tear up that's probably one of my biggest fears to sit there and watch someone suffer that I love and not being able to do anything about it or especially watching Jesus suffer. Like I think of Mary, I'm like, I, I I mean, it just like rips your heart, you know, rips your heart out to watch other people suffer like that. And you just stand in their pain with them. That is Mm -hmm. a sacred place. And that is the place to be. But for us women or men to be the feminine, you know, the women at the cross, like really engages all of our feminine genius. We need to be sensitive Mm -hmm. to the, you know, situation, you know, and we need to be sensitive and we need to have maternal nurturing and we need to be generous with our time and our presence. And then we need to be receptive to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, Holy Spirit, where are you in this situation? And how mm-hmm. should I respond? And then actually respond after the Holy Spirit inspires mm-hmm. you to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a powerful place to be as a woman of the cross, you know, standing mm-hmm. at the cross. And I think when we're prayerful about it, yes. when we're prayerful about it, it helps us to be discerning about what we're giving. Yes. You know? Like sometimes we get in situations where we are so wrapped up. Maybe it's a little bit of codependency, right? Where we get mm-hmm. so wrapped up in another person's problems that we can't see mm-hmm. through it anymore. Like we can't see the Lord in it. We're not being directed by His Spirit. We take on their problems mm-hmm. and we try to be, you know, 
the savior of the yeah, problem and yeah. and um and then simultaneously are struggling because we don't know how to fix it whereas really we're supposed to be a presence of hope for the other mm-hmm. person like to speak words of hope and healing and not be dismissive about it and and like i said advice is really not usually what people want to hear um but to be a presence of hope that god mm-hmm. in all of our suffering he is with us he sees us, and he has the, pans- the the power to transform our suffering into something beautiful. And we've mm-hmm. talked about this before. Like, on this side of heaven, we will have trouble. We will have suffering. That's inevitable. If God took away all of our suffering, we'd be in heaven. <laughs> you know, the, he, he won't uh, release us from all of our suffering, you know, miraculously every time we ask for it. But that's the beautiful part of our faith. There is purpose in suffering. There's redemption in suffering. There's ways that we can grow in intimacy with God in our suffering mm-hmm. and how we offer that presence when we can be the presence of Christ to others. So I think we need to know what we're capable of giving because sometimes we're personally not in a season where we can give a ton to somebody, but what can we give? You know, how can I pray for you right now? Mm-hmm. Or if we already know what we can give, can I just bring dinner by for you mm-hmm. one night this week? You know, it doesn't mean that you have to be everything for someone who shares a difficulty with you. That's not your job, but what can you do? And mm-hmm. and that's something that Michelle, like you were saying, if you're prayerful about it, if you're asking the Holy Spirit, how should I respond right now? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to offer? to this person? How can I listen? You know, listening is so much more important than talking in these, Mm -hmm. in these moments. But I think, yeah, we need to be guided by the spirit. What can I offer? And, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's just saying like, I just want you to know that I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm just here. You two have done that very well for me, especially in the last, you know, year and a half where things have been quite difficult in my personal life you too have been able to offer consistent presence. You check in on me and I don't have a lot of people who do that, you know, who just check in on me like, Heather, it's okay for you to be weak here. And I know that I trust that. I know that this is a soft place for me and you know, it's not appropriate for me to share with every single person that I come in contact with, nor is it for anybody else, you know, all the details Mm -hmm. of the heart, but you should have one or two people that you can be completely vulnerable with. Mm-hmm. You know, I I do believe we need to protect our hearts. And because it is sacred, we shouldn't be throwing like the pearls before swine type mm-hmm. of idea. Like mm-hmm. we'd be careful with who we share our vulnerable mm-hmm. places with. Um, but we should have at least one or two that we're willing to go all there, where it's all out on the table, where we can, in a sense, be naked before someone and know that we're loved mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, that's such tremendous wisdom. Um Yes. And I think that's part of when we talk about the feminine genius and receiving the other, the ability of a woman to, in the power of the Holy Spirit, to, to discern what is needed and to be able to speak the truth in love, you know, and, um, somebody just sharing something with me recently and it was very, very tragic, very, very tragic. And as they were sharing with me, I could also hear the lies that they were believing about themselves in it. And so they shared for quite some time. And just at the end, I just said, I, I, you know, I want to honor your experience and what you're feeling. And I just said, can I just remind you of who you are? (laughs) Because I hear, like, I hear also where the enemy is now attacking you and this sorrow, you know? And so I just want to remind you that, you know, this and this and this. And so I think being able to do that as well, and also to have, like you said, Heather, you know, it's very easy for us as women to become very involved in the lives of people and to take those things on. And we've all had experiences where we've wanted somebody's healing more than they've wanted it themselves. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, Ooh, that's codependent. So just like also boundaries of like, 
am I the best person to help? Or like you said, how can I help? And also, you know, leaving plenty of space for the Lord to, because ultimately it's the Lord's love that heals, right? I'm, a, I'm an emissary of that, but it's ultimately the Lord's love that heals. So that navigation of just in the Holy Spirit of like, here's somebody's going through a hard season, Holy Spirit, how can I help? And how can I give the gift of love here, me personally, to this person personally? I think it's going to help things a lot so we don't get enmeshed mm-hmm. also, which then becomes um, really mm-hmm. painful for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something, sister, like you said, like looking at the sorrowful mysteries, like we don't want to enter into other people's sorrowful mysteries because we don't want to enter into our own. Mm-hmm. But we also can't be the type of people that only come when something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So not mm-hmm. only do we have to enter into the sorrowful, we have to enter into the joyful and, Amen. you know, the glorious and the luminous, like lighting up and be there to celebrate well, too, when things are going well. Like we can't just mm-hmm. be that on crisis person. Well, mm-hmm. you know, she need, she'll come in a time of need. You know, like Heather said, you have to be in the time for every season, like be able to walk around and celebrate well. I think sometimes it's almost easier to do the hard, like, oh, you know, we're in a crisis mode than it Mm -hmm. is to do like to celebrate, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, like what does it look like? You know, because we are liturgical people, we are feast people. This is who we are as Catholics. And this is a beautiful thing. So what does it look like to celebrate a person as you also mourn and grieve and lament with a person. It has to be all of the above and not just one season in a person's mm-hmm. life. And to mm-hmm. celebrate small victories, you know? Like, Amen. Like someone yeah. getting up out of bed when they're struggling with depression might be like, you need someone to go, way to go. That's awesome. You know, good mm-hmm. job. Like it could be the smallest mm-hmm. things. Um, um, like someone not drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> way to go, Michelle. We haven't even <laughs> talked to our listeners about that, Michelle. We'll, we'll wait, but <laughs> yes, okay, I know. Okay, mm-hmm. The okay. struggle All is right. real. All mm-hmm. right. I okay, know. go ahead. Go ahead. We're so, with you in this hard time, Michelle. We're thank here you. For you. Sometimes accompanying people who give up certain things isn't an easy task. <laughs> Seriously. They're grumpy. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, what are we talking about again? Uh, <laughs> go <laughs> ahead. I love you, girl. I love you. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think the... Um, being able to celebrate small victories with people is is very, very important, especially in hard seasons, mm-hmm. because we do always have to call out a reason to have hope. Amen. You know, there is always a reason to have hope, even in the darkest places. Amen. Uh, and, I, and I think that one begins with like practice of gratitude, um, but celebrating small victories mm-hmm. is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So dear listeners, who in your life right now, is there somebody that the Holy Spirit is placing on your heart right now? that you know um, who could maybe just benefit from receiving a text message from you or a visit or maybe you need to reach out and just say, hey, you know, I, I know you've been going through a hard time. You know, is there any way I can help you? Or calling one of your girlfriends and saying, hey, can I just bring you dinner tonight? I know that your family life has been totally chaotic. Can I bring you dinner? Or maybe it's you. Maybe it's 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 you that needs to reach out and just to one of your girlfriends and say, hey, you know, I haven't been able to talk about this, but can we meet for coffee? Can I just tell you this? I really need somebody to talk to. And so those things can be scary on both ends. Um, but I think when we can just take small steps in courage and let other people into those areas where we might feel isolated or alone or having a difficult times, just the union and community um, brings peace and hope and serenity and joy, right? Just the, just a simple act of being. So is there somebody in your life right now who needs your heart, right? Or is there somebody that you need to reach out to to open your heart to? So... Maybe that might be something this week, yeah. And I would say for for men too, for men too, like on this weekend I saw guys who, you know, their their vulnerability in no way diminished their strength. Amen. And Mm. it was actually so, uh, what's the word? Like I was drawn to their vulnerability, you know? Like I I just... Can you talk about that? Yeah, let's just talk about that Yeah, like I think for for men there is... 
a lot of old things around like, you know, men, boys don't cry, you know, that kind of thing, or like that it's weakness mm-hmm. to be vulnerable or like there was a guy sharing with me and he was just moved to tears. Like it was so genuine. He wasn't sharing about something hard. He was sharing so, about something that touched his heart. And he said, oh, I'm sorry. And I said, please don't apologize. This is so beautiful to witness. Like, I love your heart, yeah. you know? Um, so I just think that for men, like I, I want to speak into you have the freedom to be vulnerable and your vulnerability is actually strong. It is so strong. And to be able to do that with other men, I think can be some of the most healing and encouraging uh, things to happen in your life. And you will experience breakthrough in different levels when you're willing to be vulnerable with each other. Men who are vulnerable with one another Mm -hmm. can be encouragers for one another in the places that really matter. You know, taking down a false mask and being who you really are and stepping into who you are as a son of God with everything, bringing it all to the table. That's what makes a man strong. That's what makes a man have character and integrity. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're a guy who's listening, find another guy or two who you can be vulnerable with, who you can really be yourself. And I think you will find you'll step into new places of your own, um, your own journey and character in that. Yeah. Hearts long for that. Our hearts long for that. And our hearts are longing for your one things this week, ladies. So Michelle Bensinger, coffeeless in Pensacola. Um, would you like to Seriously. offer our listeners to uh, like sleepless in Seattle? <laughs> yeah, coffeeless um, in Pensacola. Yeah. Did you see what I did there? Um, yeah, what would you what's your one <laughs> what's your one thing for the week, sweet girl? My one thing for a week is uh, I've been working on a project with the CFRs and our Sunday visitor. And my part is doing St. Therese. So I've been like immersed in her life and her story and her whole thing. And it won't come out until the spring of uh, 2020, but it's been a lot of fun. But just in that, just like diving into her life and her feast day is coming up. And so we just actually um, designed a really cute little story card and shirt for our store. And it says one of my favorite sayings from St. Therese is I choose all. Mm. And so I went ahead and just had it done because I was like, I just love this. And I'm like so immersed in her life right now as I'm working with this other artist to paint her story and um yeah so that is my one thing and it's you know she's a powerful intercessor so it's been fun oh yeah she is so i can't wait to see it so when's it going to be available in the shop october 1st fitting for the feast day there you go heather your one thing that's great um my my one thing this week is the women who I was working with behind the scenes at the men's retreat, Hannah Van Nort and Heidi Bowman and Lisa Marquis. They were amazing. The unsung heroes of the weekend like, who just served and served with joy. And um, I just love those women. I'm really grateful for them. And I think that that kind of ministry, like where you're willing to just serve others and it enhances the weekend so much i i just have so much gratitude for them so mm. yeah it's my mm. one thing sister how about you give it up to those ladies my one thing is a surrender prayer that somebody sent me that has just rocked my world and as soon as they sent it to me i read it once and i'm like this is exactly where god is you know speaking to me in the depths of my heart so i'm going to share with our listeners so if you need a little prayer of surrender to offer in the morning it's just like every facet of the human heart and all that god is doing in your life I would love to offer you this little surrender prayer. So you will see that in the show notes and as my offering for you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? Could you also leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. All the show notes are in your podcast app, but if you'd like them emailed to you, you can go to our website at abidingtogetherpodcast.com and subscribe. 
On our website, you will also find all of our past episodes and information about various episodes. You can also join our private Facebook group and get in on the discussion and all the beautiful things that are happening there. We are so glad that you are on the journey with us. And until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you.